Editing is hard. Keeping it 51.50, episode 33. Damn. Look at that. All the way yeah. to 33. Just, it just took three and a half years. <laughs> or longer. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who this, knows this, what year this, this is? This is being recorded. Who knows when it will be really <laughs> The lag, the lag is released. real. Yeah, we... Uh, as per normal, as per all the way podcasts work, we we definitely there's a lag between recording and getting it out to the peoples. A lot of care goes into the into the edit. A sure. lot of uh, a lot of errs have to be taken out. <laughs> it's a lot, yeah, a lot of sentences that start and then just kind of go. Ah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes you just you run out of ammo. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, you yeah. thought you had you thought you had something in the chamber. It's not in there. <laughs> Let me use a different metaphor with the times we're in. You know, oh, so, <laughs> uh, sometimes yeah. you think you have all this tear gas, but it turns out, <laughs> turns out there's a back order on tear gas. And you're not going to have any for 30 days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes you think you got it and then you just got a full head of steam and then it just evaporates. <laughs> you just don't have it anymore. Have you visited the um, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone? Uh, one, one block from where we both used to live when, when, we, when we were young men. <laughs> Yeah, in, yeah, in that prime um, Capitol Hill. I ha- I have not. I've I've seen some video of it. Um, yeah, that that's yeah, that's something. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, I'm very very keen to see how this plays out because uh, that is some that's some prime Capitol Hill right there. That's uh, that's an expensive part of the city. Uh, I know right now it's full of bars that are all closed and clubs that are all closed and restaurants that are all closed. But eventually. You know, so <laughs> those, those things are going to have to open back up again. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. This, this is this is really interesting. Yeah, um, and I mean, uh, I I still have a lot of uh, friends and acquaintances who live in Capitol Hill, and compared to what was happening the last two weeks, yeah, I think everyone is in agreement that right now the the jazz is a breath of fresh air, and it's actually cleaner and calmer and feels safer than how it was before yeah. so that's the thing I, I think having a standoff with the cops over issues of cops being extremely violent and the cops not really liking that that's that's never gonna go really well i'm totally out of my depth talking about this kind of stuff but yeah it doesn't seem like it was the best uh, um i don't know the cops not being there and and uh and sort of ceding control to the people is definitely interesting i think this is a it's this this is something i've not seen before yeah it's it's uh, slightly inexplicable like i mm. haven't heard a good explanation of why they like just peaced out at a certain point there's yeah. like i guess we're just gonna shred some p- stuff and move out <laughs> anything breakable and then just leave the doors open like i I'm not sure what the end game was for that. fine you guys fucking if you think it's so easy you do it <laughs> and, they're, and they're like got it <laughs> like fucking it's free fine LaCroix so for fun. everyone or whatever like so um uh, did you see that um autozone the the uh, uh the local uh, or possibly national uh, car repair center tweeted at the uh, autonomous zone with uh with a mark of respect saying zone recognized zone <laughs> I did not see that, but you know what? It's pretty good. <laughs> is that is that real? Because that's, that's I don't know. I don't know what's real anymore. <laughs> I I think I read it on the internet. It might have been a dream. Because <laughs> I want it to be true, but it also sounds like something that you would have written. So it's un- yeah. <laughs> unclear. 
I might, my brain might be mentally tagging stuff and then putting it in front of my eyes so I think it's real. I don't, I don't know. The last the last few weeks have kind of been driving, well, everybody insane, but I think I'm, I might be ahead of a few people on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Um... No, it's it's the, this week has been a bit of a um, another sort of sewage week for metal in terms of like there's been lots of uh, uh, lots of these um, these modern bands that we like like uh, Venom Prison I'm a big big fan of them and another band called Employed to Serve who uh, sound a bit like Pantera they're pretty good um, and these are like they're from the now they're from from, they're from the modern times uh, and they're they're more political uh, both of them have um, a woman singing um, and th- so they're not like your, your old school kind of thoughtless like groove metal kind of things mm-hmm. but the fans some of them are and, it, and it's like oh we're gonna uh, we're, uh, all this week we're gonna give all the money for anything you buy in Bandcamp to to Black Lives Matter and someone someone took time out of the day to put oh, okay I'll wait till next week then now I know I know also, some people's like fuck you. I, yeah <laughs> a- absolutely fucking fuck you but why take the fucking time to be like you know what I'm just gonna go on this public forum with my real name and just come out as just fucking racist. Like, I just just want people to know where I stand on this because it's it really is kind of black and white now. It's like, just you know, what, if you're not sure, shut up. <laughs> just 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 <laughs> yeah. like, why take the fucking risk? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's oh. a it's a wild it's a wild stance to take, and so yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy times. N- another bad week. Sorry, I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah, th- th- and this is my burden as, as a as a as white a pr- progressive lefty man. I have to keep blocking these people. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows the trouble I see. Yeah, like. the world's smallest violins for a white know. podcaster who has to like <laughs> not look at venom prisms. Like, <laughs> well, you know, not even that. Don't open the comments, which I always fucking do because I'm specifically looking for shit like this. When, when will I learn? It's kind of true. I'll go to like the Washington Post and read an article and then immediately open the comment section, which requires me to click a button to like unfurl that and then scroll through hundreds of comments that uh, either agree with my take on the article or disagree with it and say some like shitty, you know, <laughs> racist right wing nonsense. And it's like, yeah, I don't know why I do it. It just incenses me, yet I can't. I can't not do it. It's a real moth to a flame kind of situation. I, yeah, I don't know what that is. I, I do, do the same thing, and it's. Uh, I, I, I guess on Facebook, at least I get to block people. That that feels like I'm doing something. It's not. There's no, there's no point doing that. I end up with a fucking Richard Nixon enemies list. <laughs> like, I've uh, yeah, I've I've stopped. I definitely stopped myself from replying. Like starting a, an internet like Facebook comment argument is. I think everyone loses. It's a real war yeah. games type situation, like in a lot yeah, most there, of the time. But there's there's no point. I, I you know if, if I, I try and come up with something quite funny and then put that on the internet and watch watch people make make a likey face next to it. That's <laughs> that's my yeah. I'm not into this to change minds. I don't think you can do that through Facebook. Yeah. So. Wow, really, really starting this one on a on yeah, an up note. <laughs> Real, real funeral vibe to this podcast. <laughs> um, um, I tried to watch an Alan Partridge, one of the Alan Partridge. Oh, which which shows. one did you watch? I think it's this is, or I am Alan Partridge. He's, yeah, from, but they all have really similar names. What's he doing in it? Uh, he's stuck on a local radio station. He's trying to get a second season of his chat show from the BBC. 
but it has like okay. a laugh track. And, yes, and, yes. And it's really distracting. Like, this, this was the um, this was the common. Uh, yeah, there's the I'm Alan Partridge, right? Yeah, it's um, there was two series, and it was it's actually taped in front of a studio audience, but the the laugh track is is, is really loud, um, and that was some of the criticisms uh, made against it. It was that it's too too broad. Um, I don't know it, it, if you know it's it's a weird one to try to get into. I kind of grew up with it, so um, he, he was on uh, was on the radio, has a radio show with Chris Morrison uh, called On the Hour. And then yes, oh, yeah, I, I've actually heard On the Hour, and we had like a compilation tape of On the Hour somehow, oh, right. like when I was a teen. And so I listened to that, and I thought that was like like that compilation tape at least was was very funny of like select bits or whatever i don't I, yeah and uh but i never i never watched the the shows and yeah that i certainly like on the hour i think more than the episode I, I i may need to give it more of a chance but yeah it's it, it's a it's a weird one i think he's a really good um comic creation and it's been going for i think since like the early 90s and it's still going now like he's there was uh he put out uh, in character put out two books um, and it's different people writing it now. They've actually they had a, a core of like four or five, three, three or four people writing it originally, and then the, it seemed like the characters were strong enough that people that grew up like people that, people that are writing it now are like my age, but are like get it. It's it's a bit like The Simpsons, but it worked. You know, mm-hmm. you know the people like the Simpsons, right, the Simpsons now grew up watching it. Um, so it, I don't know, but it's it, it, I think it might be one of those things. That is, it is very um, specifically British. There's like a, a real kind of flavor to the things that he's, that he's um, parodying or mocking or, uh, in a way that in a way that I can see why the, the British office kind of works over here a little bit, but Alan Partridge might not because it's, it's really niche. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I kind of felt that way about like the Ali G show. I remember yeah. like when that came over and it's like, oh, I'm, this, these are very, like you can kind of like, obviously some of the interviews and stuff are easy to sort of, laugh at because of the ridiculousness of it but it's like oh yeah he's doing like really specific things that that i don't think have translated <laughs> to an american yeah. like it's yeah. like we're not getting the fully getting the joke of this because like it's clearly you know i wonder if people watch the kroll show in uh, other countries and feel the same oh way. okay yeah well <laughs> america's a lot more of um has a lot more of cultural exports like we we understand american stuff in other countries better than uh Perhaps better than Americans understand like obscure bits of like British trivia that you would only get if you're if you're this age and live in this part of London. Kind <laughs> yeah, of. <laughs> totally. Yeah, like yeah, it's in it's yeah. There's definitely some niche stuff. I remember like watching like Spaced, and mm, they would yeah. do like really specific recreations of the intros to TV shows that had not made it over. Like the, the Royal Family, with the Oasis soundtrack underneath it. And it's like, it, it's p- pitch perfect, but if you've never seen it, it's like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> like, where's Spaced? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh shit, I don't, yeah, I have no idea. Like, this I, this seems like a, a reference of some sort, <laughs> but I don't, you know, or... Yeah, um, I think that on the DVDs, there's, um, you can put the, the subtitles on, the subtitles that, tell, that explain the references, or at least um, tell you what the references are, so you yeah. can go look up, oh, the magic roundabout, or, you know. <laughs> Yeah, or I, like another thing growing up, like PBS, I believe it was PBS, showed Monty Python and they showed The Young Ones. And I remember watching both of those as a kid and liking them, but I certainly didn't get as a kid, didn't understand like a lot of the references or like The yeah. Young Ones specifically is like 
really lampooning like youth subculture somewhat like british but in general like kind of subcultures of the 80s that like as an eight-year-old or whatever it's like i wouldn't you know i like yeah, that was vivian that, um, was violent or whatever i didn't like get <laughs> what they were like it was that and like public information films and university challenge and stuff like that that was like all part of the um kind of british experience of the 1980s that uh, most most of which wasn't like part of the, part of the uh, u.s experience i guess so yeah um <laughs> Although it's it's great, and everyone should still watch the young ones. I mean, I don't, there's maybe there's problematic stuff in it. I haven't watched uh, this. Recently, almost definitely is just because, <laughs> uh, like, I, I, without having without having seen it recently, I mean, you, you you'd bet that there probably is just because even the most right on stuff from the 1980s is still going to be like, oh, we don't say that anymore, or ah, uh, we've moved on. Oh, that's no, we no, that turns out that is cruel, but we don't do that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and it's better. Like we're, we're building a better world eventually, but. Fucking hell. It, it, it does mean that comedy does not age well. <laughs> yeah. Give me a beat. No, that's too slow. Try again. No, you're speeding up. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Like most people, your need to keep time far outstrips your ability to actually keep time. Well, step forward, metronomes to your homes. Folks, you're wondering what the deal is, and the deal is this. You decide on the number of beats per minute you want. You send metronomes to your homes a letter or telegram, and they'll precisely configure a wooden mechanical metronome, set it going, throw it in a box, and mail it to you. Need a different beat? Well, for the low price of $60 a month, M to your H will send you up to eight of them. This deal is unbeatable. Use the code 5150 and they'll include a tactical tuning knife. This vibrates up 440 hertz and lets the other musicians know who's boss. Metronomes to your homes. Isn't it time you completely filled your home with metronomes? And we're back. We're back. Okay. Main segment, Main. power metal. <laughs> power metal. Is it the funniest genre of metal? Yeah, I, I mean... I think right now we're probably not going to be able to answer this, but we can definitely dig in on power metal a little bit and find out h- how funny is it. <laughs> so before before we really hop into it, um, how how familiar w- with power metal were you before we started doing research for this episode? Like not really. I think I, in doing research for this, and by that me, I mean listening to some of the songs that you sent me and uh, a couple of other records. Um, I, did, I think I discovered that "Painkiller" by Judas Priest is straight up a power metal album. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, <laughs> but, and I've loved that record forever. So I guess you know I've had that one power metal record, and that's it. <laughs> Um, the other stuff, oh, lots of the other bands, um, and we can we can kind of go through into, into, into some of them. Um, things like Halloween, uh, they they weren't really my thing, so I, I didn't really bother kind of digging in and, and finding out more stuff by them. So, no, this is this is kind of a new area for me. How about you? Um, I had there was selected stuff that I had listened to. Um, 
I remember there was sort of a new, uh, like at one point there was like the new wave of of metal like was the thing like guitar magazines were talking about and it would be like Mastodon, Dragon Force, maybe like Baroness might have been in there. Okay. Where it was like Dragon Force was in there because they shred. It was like bringing like real like shrapnel records like shredding back into like stuff which you will we'll talk about because we'll definitely talk about Dragon Force. So I bought that Dragon Force record. Um, I've been aware of bands like Blind Guardian and stuff because they're like hilarious, you know? Yeah. But uh, much like you, it's like I I was I had a nodding kind of like, oh, I know that some of the people, you know, I, I saw, I was like invited to a Hammerfall show at Studio 7. So I was just like <laughs> randomly went to that because someone's like, hey, we're going to this. You want to go? Um, but it wasn't like my preferred or like a genre of metal that I really like got into. Um, right, right. But, uh, you know, I made some discoveries when I was putting together a playlist for as research for this that I'm, I'm kind of into uh, some components, at least of power metal. Um, it's uh, it's definitely hella, it, like super hilarious. I one of the things that struck me, I think, about it is uh, sometimes you get a sense that like a genre is created almost from like more of the idea of an influential band and the actual music of influential bands. And what I mean by that is like, if power metal, like if you tried to describe to someone what Iron Maiden sounded like and what their album covers look like and like what their stage show was like, if you tried to describe that to someone, you, I think you would get a classic power metal band, but they don't sound like a power metal band. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, in fact, when I, when I looked up uh, power metal on Wikipedia, um, j- just to try to get more of a, more of an overview of it, they had a huge list of all these um, power metal bands, including Blind Guardian, Ice Earth, things like the, the ones you'd expect. And they had Iron Maiden listed, saying like, not really a power metal band, but very influential to other, to, very influential to power metal bands because of the, I guess the some of the subject matter, definitely the album covers that sort of the the grandness of, yes. of what they do seems to be uh, seems to be that. Except for somehow Maiden aren't that. There's something else about them that stops them from being. Um, power metal partly because um, power metal is almost self-parody almost all the time. I don't think there's any that are doing it seriously. And Maiden are a little bit more more straight. Like there's no, there's no winking at the camera. <laughs> like they're, that, they're, they mean it. <laughs> that is the thing. As I was really diving into like the the kind of also ran bands or bands that I like because it's like yeah, there was like five or six bands where I'm like, we gotta talk. We gotta like, I gotta find a the key song from this band to put on a playlist to like illustrate what like power metal yeah. would be. And then it was like, then after that, it was like, just like looking at like the greatest, you know, power metal songs or like the Spotify algorithm to like mm. find other like songs. And you, you run into all these bands and they kind of sound alike. Like, I don't think I could pick out some of them. Like if you were just like, okay, this is the song called, you know, you know, it's like, this is the Emerald Sword who did this one. It's like it could have been one of five or six. Like there's very the idiom is very attached. Uh, uh, and you're right. It sounds kind of like I can't tell if it's if it's a joke or if they're like winking while they're doing it. Like um, I think uh, some some definitely are and some might not be. It's it's <laughs> but oh, man, it is way more ridiculous than than other kinds of other kinds of music that I've heard. And it almost sounds like 
this is heavy metal. If if it kept going in the same direction that it was going in the eighties, it just just carried on. Just didn't take on any influences from uh, from thrash or from any other outside genres. It just became. If this was just new ever British heavy metal, and you only listened to Saxon and you only read Tolkien, this 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 might be what you end up with. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so. Uh... Yeah, that's what makes it hilarious. If we will start, fuck it, let's just dive in. What I think what makes it hilarious is because uh, there is really like a, I think, tri- being triumphant, like <laughs> is like <laughs> like a hundred percent the goal. Like they want to be hooky and they like yeah, they get singers who can really sing and they got guitar players who can really fucking play guitar, but they're like this has to be like a battle hymn that is like get the people going like get you ready to battle a fucking dragon and everyone's like this is like too triumphant and bombastic and like it's like a drama club kind of fucking song I yes it's yeah like, it's it's um it's not emotional it, it's like hyper over the top kind of uh all of the songs yeah all the songs seem to be um pre-battle listen to me uh, okay okay you guys we're gonna have a big fucking battle so you be ready and there's dragons it, they all sound like the the henry the fifth speech we did henry <laughs> i was v. gonna v. say that school. they just like Let's watch th- the like uh yeah they just, they just watch clips of that speech over and over again to yeah. get fucking that's their pre-show <laughs> ritual yeah. to do knuckle push-ups <laughs> once more into the breach dear friends and then and then like, i'm not sure any of these songs are about battle. they all seem to be like oh it's gonna be such a fucking battle with this dragon <laughs> like Yes, yeah, yeah. It's like, um, and and they're all like real like major chord kind of uh, like yes, like I think that makes it what makes it more anthemic, doesn't it? Like you, you, like that that you can do um huge anthems in a, in a major key in a, in a way that it's harder in a minor key. <laughs> like to get a crowd of a crowd of people all singing a dirge <laughs> is a bit harder. Yeah. Um, so. Um, was there any? Uh, so I made a I made a playlist that again I kind of started. Yeah, we'll, with we'll share that on the uh, when, when we post this on on the internet. We'll I'll, I'll share the playlist on the Facebook. Yeah, page. it's like oh we gotta have hammer we we gotta have a uh, hammerfall we gotta have blind guardian we ha- we we have to have a uh, dragon force and Halloween. And then there was a and I was like we gotta have uh, man of war because they're terrible but I feel like. <sighs> We gotta have the width and breadth of the soul situation. We need to like, yeah, like really talk about uh, also how like the bad the, the all of it's cheesy. That's probably moving into the actively bad category. And then I kind of found other bands. Was there any bands that stuck out that you were like, oh, this, this has a little something, or was it all just kind of yeah, a wash there, of there cheese? Was a, there was a couple. Um, Power Wolf, uh, we drink your blood. The way that starts, uh, that's a great riff. And I think there's some like um, sort of background chanting, and it was more um, uh, just, just it reminded me a little bit more sort of Swedish death metal than 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 power metal specifically, but mm-hmm. it definitely had a kind of groundness uh, to it. I, I I like that a lot. I think I think Power Wolf might be a band worth checking out. Um, there was one other. And props think. to Spotify because that was when I was done with everything, they had like, Hey, we have a record. We have some recommendations for you to like drop in. And some of it was like, I, I tried to only do one song per band. And so a lot of it was like yeah. other songs by the band. But I was like, I think I chose it off the name and listened to like the first 25 seconds of it. And we're like, all right, I'll just so I thought it was it good. In. 
Oh, and uh, Glory Hammer, which I'd already heard because uh, you, you recommended them <laughs> previously. Uh, th- that's actually the Glory Hammer one was was really good. It was um, it's stupidly over the top, but kind of like knowing, but done really well. Because there's, there's some um, bands on this uh, that we, maybe we can get into it because I, uh, the problem is I, I have difficulty telling them all apart. But some of them were so like hacky and formulaic, I couldn't I couldn't really, you know, it's hard to differentiate them. But the hacky formulaic ones kind of laid out the formula for what, for what power metal was. So it was quite instructive that it's like, oh, it is really, if you do it badly, it is as dumb as a fucking pop punk song. It's, it's this part, then this part, then this part. And those yeah. are the rules and you must never deviate from them. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it really is like, if, you know, another analogy, I think for like, it seems like for power metal bands is if, if you were in the horror movies and you ask the person who said they were in the horror movies, what their favorite horror movie is, like the good power metal bands say scream, but the bad power metal bands say like scary movie two, <laughs> which is like both sort of like a not great answer, but like, you know, like it's like, um, and yeah, there's like definitely, um, there's a, yeah, I mean, I, I like Dragon Force. One of the things I like about Dragon Force is all their songs are lightning fast the whole time and yeah. uh, seven minutes long with like four minutes of those being guitar solos. And I just find that hilarious. Like, does, it, does Dragon Force start with that starts with like a harpsichord or something being played really fast in time yeah. with a double bass drum? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, more of that. That's great. That's great. Uh, the. I picked the Blind Guardian song, which is the first real song off of Nightfall um, in Middle Earth, uh, because it's not it's not the Internet's favorite Blind Guardian song, but it's the first one that I heard. And it's off of like a double album that's about Tolkien. So it's like you have to feel like yep. I didn't even fits. say Samarillion in there. You like have to pick that like you just <laughs> and I legitimately when I think of power metal, that's probably the song I think of. It's got all of the key components of it, real major guitar yeah. stuff happening. I, like, I hadn't heard any Blind Guardian before, and I did quite like that. So that was yeah. th- that were uh, they they might be another one worth um, uh, worth checking out. Also, a lot of these bands have done a ton of albums. Like they seem to just like one a year, just just crank them out. <laughs> just like yeah. they're, they're like they remind me of those. You know when you go to, to remember bookstores when you could literally go to a bookstore, um, and you go to the sci-fi section and there's an author you've never heard of and they have thirty books and there's mm-hmm. a, and it's like the the solar series and all the books like the covers all look kind of the same but maybe have a different color planet on each one. <laughs> you're like you're like oh that's overwhelming. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to start with the solar series. Um, a lot of these bands seem to have a similar sort of idea of like yeah just keep, just keep cranking them out guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they stay working, um, and. The aesthetic of power metal is great. Um, it's it is very like nineteen seventies fantasy cover kind of shit. Yeah, like, yeah. and I I do I do love that. Like, they love a hammer. Over. Almost all the bands have a huge hammer somewhere on the cover of it. <laughs> it's like yeah, you know, crazy knights swinging the swords, some yeah. barbarians or some shit. Like, oh. yeah. Let's talk about the Manowar album covers for a minute. <laughs> Let's just talk about Manowar. <laughs> Death to false metal. It's fucking oh. Manowar, dog. Oh, fucking hell. Um, <laughs> so I, I was listening to this playlist, was just, just going through it, and the, the one you picked was Hail and Kill, which is terrible. It's a fucking awful song. <laughs> it's really bad. 
And it, it got to the lyrics, and man, I, I apologize in advance for these lyrics, but not as much as Manowar should fucking have to apologize for them. <laughs> and they're really clear. They're not like buried kind of, This was, I think this was ever a quiet acoustic guitar piece. So, you know, really comes through, like clear as a fucking bell. May your sword, sorry, I'm going to take that again. May your sword stay wet like a young girl in her prime. I was nearly fucking sick. <laughs> Stop the tape, the tape, and, uh, and email you immediately what I just heard. <laughs> yeah, there. Um, oh my th- god! <laughs> yeah, no, no women in any of these bands, as far as I'm aware. Jesus Christ! <laughs> not, not in that one. Um, no, <laughs> no, Man of War is legit terrible. But they're like, they were early adopters of like, we have to dress like Conan on stage. Like, we yep. have to like, all their <laughs> album covers are like real low rent, like Frank Frazetta style, like barbarians <laughs> swinging swords in a wasteland yeah. type shit. Like with dudes with like. Apex, you know, I like... I still think they remind me of the Destroyer album cover. It's like, there's, a, there's all four of them standing next to each other over something exploding. <laughs> yes, it's kind of like if they saw the Destroyer album cover and they're like, this is great, but could be dumber. And then they <laughs> fucking got in on it. Like. Um, oh. And that was tough because uh, I tried to find... I googled what is the best Man of War song and it had... And all of the options that were presented were not on spotify so i had to oh. like i had to go man with they must have a lot of records because there is a lot of manual records on spotify they <laughs> they really they do and uh so i went with one of the most streamed there is yeah there's a lot there's a lot to take in on hail and kill um and it's it's generally just it's it's weird for a band that is so into quote-unquote real metal and like they're just like remarkably bad at playing metal. Like they're just yes. like a, just a reasonably terrible band. But uh, the, like the guitar, it's again, it's all competent. All these all these people can actually play. It's just what they choose to play is not not great. And often, um, uh, uh, War especially, but um, I think this applies to quite a lot of these bands. Like the riffs aren't that hard. Like you could, without very much practice, you could pull off most of these riffs. It's the guitar solos that that's where it gets really flashy. But maybe yeah. not Dragon Force actually. That that might be a, maybe they get harder riffs. But a lot of them are just like fairly chugging, kind of stay out of the way so they, so the vocals can do their thing, and then this sh- lightning shreddy guitar solo <laughs> yes. makes you go. Nah, which not, is, we're not going to cover that. <laughs> which is great. Like. I, I, which I, I mean, I appreciate it because it's like, again, I think, I think you, you, you hit on something when you said like the idea of what heavy metal was going to be coming out of the, like the late seventies, like eighties. And if people in a vacuum were like, this is, this is the thing, you know, cause it's yeah. like all the hallmarks of that is like guitar solos, very important. Like they're like, they're not it's a kind of fast, but it's most of the bands aren't super fast. They're like pretty mid paced, like right, right, slightly up tempo, and it's like riffs that like Dawkins would play. You know, it's like you <gasps> yeah. know, you know, it's like yeah. those kind of things. One of the songs on here is um, by Sabotage, who I'd never heard before, and I think I think they're really early. I think the, I think the song is from the from the eighties. It sounds really, it sounds like it's from the the far past. It's called <laughs> Hole of the Mountain King. It isn't. Same as Hall of the Mountain King by Grieg. It doesn't have any of those bits in it. It's just called Hall of the Mountain King. So question mark there. Um, <laughs> off the album of the same name, which <laughs> presumably also is a, from based off of the original playing feature. It, yeah, it's and again, like most, that has a particularly great album cover, which really looks like a cheap video game. <laughs> um, this yeah, I think one, it's one the, of the, the Wizards of Warriors series. <laughs> 
the riffs sound like rat. Like the, and the guitar tone sounds like rat. It's got this sort of round and round kind of like echo. <laughs> it's got a lot of reverb because it's a slower song. So it's, it's kind of filled out and it's like, oh, you guys, don't, you know, it's guys look. They sound really 80s, uh, like early 80s. So um, you yeah. can, that feels like proto power metal. It, 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 honestly, it feels like it could go into hair metal at any point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, some of it I think that separates it is probably the subject matter because. Yeah, yeah. You, you you know it it has to be it has to be about dragons or like battles <laughs> and shit like or just general like fantasy not like hercules the legendary journey kind of shit and then like uh one of the things i one of the 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 things i was really surprised about is i i looked up multiple best power metal songs list on the internet and rebellion in Dreamland by Gamma Ray was like universally hailed as the greatest power wow. metal song. That's that, why it's that on. Is very forgettable. Um, so I, I, I listened to, I think I listened to this playlist twice, and that that one just nope, just blew past me. And it's really long. <laughs> it's super long. D- didn't strike me as. It no. has <laughs> many. It has many parts. It, it it. I will say one thing for it. It takes you on a journey, in that it's, it's it is more like a. It, it's not a traditionally like laid out song. It's not verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and it's like interludes and various riffs and stuff. But it's in a in a playlist full of really ridiculous songs about ridiculous things. the 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 fact that it's a song about a rebellion in a in some sort of dreamland is one of the stupider. <laughs> That's things. That's what you took away from it. <laughs> <laughs> some little like Nemo shit. Like what what are we even doing right here? Like. It's like, yeah, it's I, like not, it's not even, a, a, there, there's a couple of like enigmatic titles and Rebellion and Dreamland is not one of them. That's like, that's like a lazy, hacky kind of title. It's, I'm, I'm surprised that people who like the genre were like, Gamma Ray, this is the one. <laughs> they fucking nailed it. Uh, one that I thought was slightly different was that, is it called, Ki- yeah, Kingdom for a Heart by. Mm, Sanana Artica. I believe that one seemed to be a love song. It certainly <laughs> seemed to be a, a guy who would give up, give up his kingdom for a piece of your heart for a day or something. <laughs> like it was. Yeah, it might be a stretch putting them in the power, like the power metal thing. Um, that sounded like it sounded. The music sounded that way. It was just that, but the lyrical content was a little. And it was, but it was still, you know, a kingdom that presumably a wizard used to run. <laughs> now he runs it. Yeah, the uh, I I included them because there was some controversy back in the day about uh, Dragon Force and whether or not they could play any of their shit live, or if they were like studio a studio trickery band. And I knew a lot of people who held up, you know, the band that does the same kind of music, kind of, but could like actually do it, Sonata Artica. And then so there was like a bit of a. a probably one-sided rivalry between those because dragon force is the one it's they they won they yeah, they wrote yeah. songs for fucking baby metal and stuff like i think they they've managed to transcend any sort of power metal yeah they're, they're famous in their own right uh, sonata arcadia arcadia sure yeah uh they're, they're probably only famous within uh, power metal circles, if that. <laughs> so. If that, <laughs> I mean, it's enough for like random, random scumbags in Seattle to be like, "This one above me now." It's like, all right. <laughs> I listen uh, to Leftover Crack and this. This is the two those two bands I'm into. <laughs> it's like, all right, like, 
weird choice, but let's do it. Like, um, uh, oh, let's talk about um, uh, yeah, uh, Stratovarius, uh, Black Diamond, <laughs> live somehow. That has a great start because it's a synthesizer, but it sounds like a guitar. It's like dis- distorted synth thing. And it really sounds like a synth, but sometimes when he's doing these little whittly parts, it's like, that really sounds like a guitar. <laughs> like, but it has the, the attack of like a, a Moog 70s uh, synth. It's a, that's, that's pretty great. But it's kind of a terrible song because it's, it's one of those hacky kind of this part and then this part. And then, of course, we have this part. Like, it's that, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also didn't realize, I was hoping that it was going to be a Kiss cover, and I was really <laughs> upset with... <laughs> Yeah, because it takes a while. Or maybe after this weird synth, it's going to, you know, out on the streets for a living. (laughs) (laughs) It'll really make it a meal out of that. Um, Yeah, I was... (laughs) Oh, and it had a fucking drum solo at the end that's really shit. It has the... If you think of, like, you know, the shit drum solo that drummers that can't play very well do, the... It just gets faster and faster. I think it's just the snare and then two tom-toms just going faster and faster and faster around that tiny little run around the kit. (laughs) Like you would do, you, the listener, would do if you'd never played drums before and they're like, all right, I'll have a go. (laughs) Do a drum solo. That's what you do. (laughs) Look, it's, you know, that he heard Kiss Alive and maybe like, is there a Led Zeppelin live thing that people like? Is that... Their drum solo and that, but sure, Moby Dick say, some shit. Um, you know, you gotta have, you gotta have drums. You gotta give the people what they want. No one's a drum solo. When I uh, when I saw ACDC, uh, Phil Rudd did a drum solo. Oh wow! <laughs> Just that one beat. <laughs> <laughs> you lit a cigarette while playing that one beat. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He hit some cymbals, and it was like. <laughs> Then everyone clapped politely. Um, <laughs> uh, so, stage attire. Let's let's talk about this. I don't know if you've you've looked into any of these bands, and uh, I'm presuming I, you haven't seen any of these bands play. No, live. I, I didn't check out any of the videos, and I haven't seen I haven't seen them play live, unfortunately. Um, um, a lot of the bands go in for the f- fur trimmed boots or the uh, the 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 cardboard body armor <laughs> to, uh, you know, um, the commitment to it, even on a small scale. Like I said, I saw a hammer fall in a very small club in Seattle and, uh, my memory of it, which may be time may have distorted. This was that they were wearing, uh, they had, uh, gotten refrigerator boxes and made armor out of it and then wore it on stage. I may be exaggerating for comedic effect, but they definitely had like some fantasy shit on, and uh, it was hilarious. That that all tracks. That seems like if you're gonna play this kind of music, you can't just wear Doc Martens and a t-shirt. You know, you gotta, like commit, do it properly. There's a battle about to happen. You know. See, that's that's the thing that's weird about Dragon Force is most of those dudes look like they're either in like it's like a collection of people who would either be in Pantera, like testament at some point or like dream theater because they're wearing like silk button-up shirts and you know have like very nicely like quaffed long hair and there's like it's a little too put together you know yeah this this isn't really music for scumbags is it this 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 whole the whole power metal thing is you would think of more michael bolton looking metal dudes than phil anselmo looking metal dudes yeah i mean i i bet jeff tate is a big power metal fan 
if he likes metal. He I probably doesn't. That. He probably only likes opera or some shit. But like, <laughs> he's gonna like metal. He probably. I think I, I think it, I heard right? the Creed's like were a power metal band, and I like the way we're just not fucking including them. <laughs> like, <laughs> just blow right past them, local heroes. Um. Are they? Would you would you say Queen's Rice a power metal band? I yeah, I don't know enough about them, but I, I did read them that they were on. Um, you know, I, I, well, these um, power metal can be a very broad thing, but they they certainly don't strike me as like being swords of sorcery and you know songs about wizards. But um, they, they were listed. See, that's the thing, though. I I've been independent of this. I've been doing some research for our uh, metal for the metal bracket, metal song bracket oh, that shit, I'm putting yeah. together. <laughs> <laughs> and um so obviously you've been listening to operation Minecrime too <laughs> colon return to the Minecrime. <laughs> may not make it in um and uh i'm trying to break it down by genre and the internet uh uh calls pantera a thrash metal band which i yeah. would you would you put them in there thrash well what else would it groove groove metal maybe would be yeah if, if groove metal's a that feels like a sub 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 genre, but um, I don't know. I guess yeah. I guess you bracket. You want to put them with white zombie, so you could have them riffs fight each other. <laughs> uh, you want you want to put them in with uh, with Soulfly and <laughs> bands like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I I never considered Pantera a power like a power metal band. And when I think of Silent Lucidity or the Queen of the Reich or whatever, I'm not sure that I get the same vibe as. Uh, as uh, I do when I listen to, um, I now I'm blinking on a terrible. I mean, I guess Gam. I would never listen to Gamma Ray again, probably. But no, that, <laughs> that that was just rubbish, wasn't it? <laughs> like, there's a bunch of yeah, like uh, yeah. I don't. I should pull up the. I should pull up that Spotify playlist so I can make fun of some of these bands in person. Um. I and Fire uh, Kill for Metal seem to be about like. It seems to be about metal bands. Uh, it seems to be like which which band is going to come next. I might be wrong about this. It seems like they were preparing for a battle of the bands, if anything. <laughs> but, which um, but that was that one wasn't bad. I, I'm not going to say I should really check out the rest of Iron Fire, like Power Wolf, definitely, and uh, Blind Guardian and Dragon Force. But um, it, it was certainly it stood out because well, I think it's because it was right next to Halloween. <laughs> who are you know? Yeah, there's bless, definitely. Bless um, <laughs> You can see I fr- like this playlist is front loaded with the songs that I actually gave a shit about because like, it starts off like pretty clean and then falls off pretty quick after that. Yeah. It's like it's like oh man, like we get we get Dragon Force, Blind Guardian, Hammerfall, Halloween. Then Classics. it starts getting like pretty shaky after that. Yeah. Uh, then you start getting your Rhapsody of Fires and your uh, I mean Glory Hammer is a little later in there. And yeah, um, I want to talk great. talk about them a little bit. That they, they are, they they seem to know what they're doing. That that was a really tight song. It's really fast. Um, that seemed less hacky. It seemed like they're taking the ideas and I don't know if it's just really good execution or if it was um, or if they brought anything else into it. I couldn't really tell, but it was like, oh, this is good. This is a good version of that for some reason. Yeah, and. Um I will go ahead and share the story. Yeah, I know you know the story, but for the listeners out there, uh, Glory Hammer, around one year ago as of the recording of this podcast, um, so you'll, you're probably listening to this six weeks to eight months in the future, <laughs> but um, like, uh, my wife and I went to Japan 
and we were in a record store in um I believe it was in Tokyo and uh uh I, like this record store was just purely a metal record store and we walked in and they were playing uh they're playing what I recognized immediately as power metal um but didn't know who it was and we're walking around I'm looking for 7 inches and stuff and uh my wife who's not who's only sort of in the metal was like what is this? And I'm like, I don't know. I know it's, I know it's power metal, which is one, you know, a funny genre of metal. And she's like, this is really good. And we kept listening to it. And there was like breakdowns where like a narrator voice was telling a story about like fucking <laughs> chaos wizards or whatever. And it was like, eventually up front, we saw now playing and saw like, it was glory hammer. It was like their new album. And, uh, like, we just kept talking about glory hammer cause it was really funny, but it was super ridiculous. And then like my wife got really into it and I thought it was hilarious. That's like, Oh, she's, she's like fucking power metal. Now this is fucking great. Uh, we found out subsequently that while we were discovering them in, um, in Tokyo, they were actually playing at El Corazon. They actually oh. passed through town <laughs> like two days before we would have like, we would not have known if we had stayed. We have not have known who they were. Like it would have been a show that I had completely ignored. But I thought that was a weird twist of fate. I mean, they had a new album out, so it makes sense that they tore. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like Glory Hammer. Uh, are they Welsh or Scottish? I think they're Scottish. They certainly write songs about Scottish places like Dundee and Fife <laughs> and places like that. And honestly, like I, I suppose to people that aren't from Scotland or I'm from Britain. Those places have a sort of slightly exotic sound to them because you've never heard them before. But to British people, that they're very prosaic, <laughs> uh, like everyday kind of like places that have a football team and maybe used to have a quiz nose, but it got closed down because they found a rat in it. Kind of like they're just ordinary <laughs> places, you know. It's like writing a song about Kenmore, or, you know, Edmonds <laughs> so, or whatever. Like it's like, yeah, it's like, like um, <laughs> quest for the dragon of Edmonds. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, which which I like. It's it's nice. Um, they also uh, I, I look. I, I've noticed this. Um, they have a song. They have loads of songs about seems to be wizards and things like. But they have always held an evil wizard does our quest, which seems <laughs> the most like kind of. <laughs> we ran out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, they seem to be in on the joke. I think in a way oh, yeah, that yeah. some of these bands like um, the way that may, maybe. Um, like Rhapsody of Fire is like lesson on the joke maybe <laughs> or like there was one that I found this was a Spotify recommendation I'm not sure if it's if it's how it's pronounced because it's spelled like Ed Guy or Ed Gee did you yeah. see this? Vainglory this one, this one kind of blew past me well. is like, this the one with all the classical music sort yes. of badly dubbed onto it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. They seem to be another like big wig in the scene, and I'm not quite sure how they if how what their how their name should be pronounced. So I I don't want to, but it's they seem to be like taking it real like t real seriously, and that's a component of this that I didn't really find good examples of. Is I know like the classical music slash like folk music thing that can happen mm. is not. No, I, I was relieved that there wasn't very, because that's not absolutely not my thing at all. When people start bringing in like folk music into it, or when they, when the people really lean hard on the symphonic uh, kind of stuff, I, I, I'm not into it at all. But I do like the kind of 
shitty um, fake choir noises that come out of a keyboard on half of, half of these songs. Yeah, there's a lot of that, but what I, I didn't pull any examples of is you will get some, like, lute solos or, like, there's some sh- like some straight, like, the Renaissance Fair thing can really, like, come into play. I don't know if that's a thing that you guys have. In the Th- this might be, when we get into it, is folk metal the funniest genre of music? <laughs> It might be the most unbearable genre of music. Yeah, that's the mo- is it the most unlistenable? It's that and harsh noise. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, like, because I I feel like power metal is a real like for the people in the band. It's a real musicians like genre. It's, I feel yeah. like these these people are real ri- like they're in the they're they're like real like. The guitar players are real like students of guitar and want to fucking play Richie Blackmore solos and riffs and Ingve stuff and shred around and whatnot. It, it uh, does feel like a bit like music for musicians kind of thing, which is um, something I think Megadeth uh, 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 have have that. I don't know the problem. They have that uh, quality to them, uh, where I'm like, I don't, I don't know if you don't play guitar and you listen to Megadeth, what are you getting out of this? Like. Yeah, I think that's there's a reason why they're like slightly behind. Like Metallica writes riffs that people can be like anyone can recognize as an awesome riff. Like yeah, at their best, you know, like you hear like Master of Puppets or whatever, and you're like, yes, this sounds like a good riff. And Mustaine writes riffs that sound hard to play. And <laughs> yeah, those, aren't always, <laughs> those aren't always like <laughs> those aren't always the same thing. Like guitar players were like, yeah, they fucking. That, that riff is tough and it's got the harmony on it at the fourth time they play it or whatever and it's like that's crazy and it's like but the lay person might listen to it and it might not like hop out as like a good riff as much as yeah. a hard riff you know <laughs> yeah um, technical death metal definitely has that problem where if you like that has that has the point where you're just like I play <laughs> guitar and I hate that stuff <laughs> I'm not interested it's only yeah. A lot of them is only interesting because it's like that sounds impossible to play. Like I don't even know how he made that noise. Like <laughs> it's, it's you know yeah. Prague can get into that too. Um, you know where it's yeah. Like, I, I was expecting Paramount to, to have more of this. Um, of a, uh, I was expecting more more of the folk, symphonic, prog, all that stuff to sort of bleed into this. But it it kind of sort of certainly on this on this place. There's not a lot there. It's it, the is it is kind of. Um, fairly formulaic um and simple apart from the guitar solos do you know what i mean yeah oh a a billion percent like that was another thing i was thinking about when i like started like especially when the algorithm picked up and they started like going beyond the bands that just the internet top 10 lists were like pointing out when it was just like oh here's another power metal band (laughs) and some of them i like dismissed out of hand and some of them i threw on there because there there was an element of it that was funny or i like you know it's like oh that seems decent or this is the thing and it's like that was one of the things i was i kind of was like a little bit getting at earlier which is like you know it's weird that like you could pick out the kind of like biggest death metal bands or like the big like classic death metal bands mm-hmm. and like you can listen to, to those bands and if you listen to death and then followed it up with cannibal corpse and then like followed it up with obituary you wouldn't be like all these songs sound the same. Like the like, the way like those bands even went about like writing riffs was like different, like pretty like fairly different, you know. Yeah, like and definitely. they had like a different sound. 
fifties. They have like, different production sounds as well in, in, yeah. in the in the eighties as well. Whereas yeah, things are things are a little bit more similar now with Pro Tools and stuff. But uh, but yeah, but like yeah, like but like listening to like a lot of these bands, especially the kind of like bands that aren't like the top of the heap. It seems like they they are super interchangeable. Like the the as you said, it's like the the components of the songs are like the way the approach to like writing those riffs and putting those songs together is like there's a very defined formula it seems like which can make it real samey like it's kind of hard to, i found it kind of hard to actually get through this playlist all in one sitting because i like yeah. got fatigued and it's like <laughs> not as long as spotify's normal like if you just were like this is power metal is probably like a longer playlist than this playlist that i put together and it's like i i was psyched for like five songs and i started getting like oh, i wish there was <laughs> which is a grindcore song in here that breaks <laughs> up or something like <laughs> yeah even that glory hammer album which i, I listened to and, and quite liked i was by the time it was over i was like yeah i'm, I'm done with this so like it was it, it's not really my thing and i think glory hammer are a good example um their, their stuff does seem a little bit more distinct they put the word wizard in almost every one of their song titles like and they really also the songs are slightly funny they always seem like slightly over the top or really phoned in like uh, an evil wizard you know goes to the shops or whatever you know it's <laughs> they're pretty good whereas some of the others like um like uh vainglory opera um sons of winter and stars uh rebellion in dreamland emerald sword it's like those could be any any band doing any of those things those and i, th- I think they all kind of sounded the same as well except black yeah, they- had that amazing synth solo at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah um Side note, do you think when Glory Hammer played Seattle, do you think they went to the Cheese Wizard um, food truck to get, like, grilled cheese sandwiches downtown? Just to keep on uh, brand? Sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> cheese Wizard. It's like every, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, they probably said, you got any food that's enchanted? <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, I, I was wondering if they, like, every city they go to, they just Google, like, Wizard plus business and see if they can like frequent yeah they like to vote with their well, dollar. The, the van doesn't need an oil change but this place is called you know wizard lube so <laughs> yeah, it's called oil wizard um <laughs> like uh, yeah um yeah so i mean we're not going to come to an inclu- conclusion good like, good this, this That's, is uh, never that, that will be unsatisfying <laughs> <laughs> do you think but listening to the, the kind of uh pomposity and like kind of cheesiness of power metal do you think it's like inherently more funny than the other genres you covered for being the funniest genre which i believe was thrash metal and black metal i think i, th- I think black metal still i think black metal still funnier because power metal is funny but always for the kind of for the same reason like it, it's a it's it's a very narrow scope of things that that, that they're that they're doing it seems m- much more narrow than black metal I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> also, I yeah, I think black metal. It seems like everyone is taking it really, really seriously, which almost makes it funnier because, like I said, I I can't tell how in on the joke these bands are. Right. And and, and some of them like Glory Hammer, which I like, and I think Dragon Force to a degree, um, which I also like. I think they are in on the like they they are writing stuff to be ridiculous like they know that it's yeah <laughs> they know that the stuff they're writing is like 
sort of dumb, but they're also kind of into it. You know, like I'm I'm reading a lot into it, but it's just you know you can't have a song called like Rise or a whole album called like you know Rise of the Chaos Wizards and not be like in on the joke. Wait, you know? this, like, this is silly, like, right? I mean, this this album came out like. 25 years after Nevermind came out. This is silly, right? What we do. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's like they, they, have, they have to know. Um, yeah. All right. So black metal. We, get, we, need to, we need to keep digging. We got to see if we can find something. Yeah, but please don't let it be folk metal, though, because I, I don't want to have an hour-long I, fucking loot-based playlist. <laughs> it's going to be all loot. I found a website where I can make brackets. Okay. Because that's the thing that exists. And uh, I decided to do, to break it up in the four individual, like, conferences of, like, genres. Um, or groups of genres. Um, and then each of those has 16 songs by 16 bands that have to fight it out. And eventually you'll have the best version of that. So... I've made one for what I call like parking lot metal, which is like real old school heavy metal or like things that are like kind of the mainstream, like your Black Sabbaths, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, yeah. various like rock, more rock, like not extreme. Aussie, like kind of yeah. yeah, Ozzy, Dio, Rainbow, that kind of like Saxon, that, that kind of stuff. So I, I'm I'm, su- I, I'm surprised Saxon made it into the top sixteen. But gone. <laughs> like, well, you, I can send you what I have, and you can veto stuff and like try to put. No, it that, in. That, that, this, this sounds good. Yeah, let's. Uh, um, let's and then what you got. I have a fresh one started. Um, that will have all the like that'll be like fresh centric. I think I'm gonna combine death metal. I might put death metal and grindcore together, or I might just have death metal and have like all the kind of genres of death metal mixed into it. Um, the hard one was like the last one, which I think is going to be a bit of a wild card of like kind of groove, doom, maybe grind all in kind of one 16 song thing. Cause I, mm. I ran out unless you have another way of breaking these up that you think. Would make so, so we, we got classic metal sort of um, yeah. thrash metal. Death um, metal death metal and then doom or like yeah it could be like groove and doom or groove, oh, groove doom, and, and doom. sludge okay. kind of like all sort of mixed up i think oh, okay okay um so like your 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 pantera and your white zombie and stuff like that that'll go with the groove stuff probably slipknot maybe in there as well and also like electric wizard um sleep things like that would also yeah 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 and like yeah, yeah i like that because it's like would be weird to not do that and so but the the one thing is like if you're gonna put Napalm Death in there, where would you put them? Like you know, it's like again, it's like this. Gr- where does Grindcore? The few Grindcores. Uh, out of those four, it sounds like de- Death Metal would be, should be Deathstroke Grindcore. Um, right. That. Yeah, in uh, in melodic, I think it would be like some like technical and and also uh, so by also how I've determined how to like the songs you're going to notice they're like the obvious, most of them are the obvious songs that you would think, because what you want to put is like the, like 
the most Metallica fresh song. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. if you have Metallica, it's like not you're not gonna put like the deep cut or the B side. You know what I mean? It's like like if we're if it's like if you no, want to gonna uh, lead with uh, Freight Ends of Sanity, that's what you're gonna put forward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you damage incorporated. Um <laughs> Um and so the idea is like to try and make it as hard of a choice. But six, the thing is with sixteen songs, uh, unless you like cut it down to like eight songs or s- something, um, I it's still like the 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 upper seeds, which are the the most popular songs, like might have an easier time getting through for a while. Like so, yeah, like your yeah. first round matchups are going to be like an overkill song versus fucking battery. And you're like, yeah, but bit, bit of, bit of a walk on that one. So, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll finish those up this weekend and I'll, I'll send, I'll send it out. And, uh, if there's any, if there's any bands that you want to switch out, you can just let me know. Otherwise, All right, we'll that sounds just, good. Otherwise we'll just go through, and then we can decide if you want to make it just like it could either be its own f- full main topic or we could go like for four weeks we could go through um as the opening segment to stuff and just like have the matchups you know yeah that, sound, that sounds like ways. that could work that's the two different ways we could do it where it's like oh we're doing like parking lot metal like Camaro metal this time so it's like what's going to be able to beat Black Sabbath or Iron Maiden. (laughs) It's like fucking, let's go through these 16 songs and whittle it down to one. And then next week do a different, the different, and then eventually we'll get down to four songs each from the respective genres who we didn't have to like. So there'll be like thrash versus parking lot and like death metal versus like groove. And they'll have to fight it out and then we'll get down to two and then we'll get down to one. That's the definitive thing based off of this dumb bracket the best song based on this weird bracket game this <laughs> is weird but yes based based on uh, march madness style <laughs> bracketology um yeah <laughs> it's so it's such a, it's such a dumb idea it's very no, it's, dumb it good. but yeah um and it's making me discover a bunch of bands because uh i have to like one of the things i'm doing is con is looking up like top 25 and top 50 like and top 100 like greatest song kind of lists and trying to like aggregate stuff to like because there's you know there's a bunch of especially it's like thrash bands it's like i i like thrash metal but i'm not like i'm not the dude who's like going as deep <laughs> beyond yeah the, yeah there's there's, there's there's a lot and uh oh, some of them suck is the problem <laughs> yeah. most, most of them suck to be fair yeah yeah, some of them, in some of the, to be honest, some of the ones that people are like, this is top 10, I'm like, this is kind of a bad song, but you know what, for science, I'm just going to fucking throw it in there, like, I guess. I, I've never gotten behind Exodus, I can't, I can't, uh, you know, I can't find an Exodus song that I like, I don't really like Testament very much either, they just, they just, they just don't do it for me. So yeah, they after the, after the, outside of the big four, it drops off really badly. <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing I will look at, um. So when I get a band, then I will individually look at like, okay, what are like, what do people say are the best song, the best song of that band? <laughs> so I'm doing like an extra bit to make sure that I'm picking the right song. Um, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes it's kind of hard <laughs> because like Judas Priest, 
there's like legit like I don't know seven or eight songs you could pick as like the Judas Priest song, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, and not and not be wrong, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like there's like what I would choose, but then there's like what what would the guy what would the guy in the Camaro choose? Yeah, it's kind of whatever, you know what I mean? Like because I would I would probably pick like fucking painkiller or something but that might not be the right answer for no <laughs> painkiller pain is great but pain. i think for 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 priests being more more traditional I'd probably have to pick something off british steel or um or uh yeah uh, yeah it's, it's gotta be it's gotta be like you got another thing coming or like breaking the law or something it's gotta be like yeah. the real the obvious choice right like because yeah. that's this is like kind of the obvious choice bracket and then making you choose between multiple obvious choices to get down to like yeah yeah, but, yeah hard because you're like oh these are all unimpeachable songs so this is do we do we do we do end that we're back for the end segment uh, you know yeah, just start it here so we just, just we'll just start talking <laughs> we're, we're we're professional we could we could get back into it so we've decided what we're going to do next week, you guys. Uh, we're going to we're going to celebrate the uh, uh, the Matrix by going through the the soundtrack and taking the piss out of it. So uh, we've we've looked up what's on what's on that record, and there's it's it's quite a thing. There's there's quite a few bands that that we talked about before. Uh, there's some there's some bands that we've never talked about that that also have some some hopefully uh, rich comic possibilities within them. So we're going to be going over the, the the soundtrack for the the movie The Matrix. Yes, um, and then we're going to follow that up with um, four hour podcast breaking down what happened and reloaded and revolutions for all the people so they can understand this rich subtext it's, of the Matrix. It's going to be a bit one sided because I don't think I've seen those. <laughs> you know what I you know what I don't care they. There's like three quarters of a good movie in the Matrix trilogy. Fight me, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's I, I like the lobby scene, and uh, <laughs> I like the hacking. All the hacking is good. Do you like? Uh, does it remind you, like, when you watch the Matrix? Does it remind you of all the hacker bars you went into <laughs> in the nineties oh, before COVID nineteen struck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean. I know Redmond especially was like filthy with like hacker bars that were mostly chain link fences <laughs> and like green lights and shit. Like, you know, the, the, you go the in best there. thing about those bars was all the chain link fences on the inside <laughs> that they had. That was... Yeah, I like, like the way that set dresses for the Terminator, the Crow, and the Matrix uh, when they're building these bars where a band, a band playing loud loud industrial music would play had never been in a bar ever. <laughs> like. <laughs> I wonder if it was like they had the same bar to work with and they were like, we got to make this bar look different. And it's like, oh, just move the fencing we have on the outside. Just move it on the inside. Like, it'll be totally fine. Like, it's a different bar now. You know, turn off the lights. Fucking move some fences in here. Wait, but it totally um, doesn't look like a bar. No one has that. No, no, they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. this bar does. Well, this is the under-21s area. <laughs> like, this is also in a city where they set fire the things the day before Halloween or whatever. This, they, they would definitely have a bar that was all chain link fences and <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, so yeah, we're going to hop back to the nineties for one of the hottest soundtracks available. I don't actually, was this a hot soundtrack? Do you, uh, do you the remember music on it looks, look, looks pretty great, but um, obviously the thing about the matrix was it, I think it made people buy DVD players. It was one of those, um, that was the, the first big DVD that made people actually go and, go and buy machines as far as i can tell 
Yeah. Or at least that's how it looked to me. I don't know. Maybe it was uh, maybe it was a bunch of other movies that were doing the heavy lifting, but it seems to be within within it my was. circle of friends. All right. So um, yeah, we'll we'll strap in for the Matrix, the hottest shit of nineteen ninety nine or whenever that movie came out. <laughs> um, so everyone, put on your lever dusters. Like, get on the spot. Of, um, is it on Spotify? Where I don't know. It's probably around. You can we could probably it. assemble it. It might be on YouTube, but yeah. Uh, get on that. Do a collect call to the Matrix, I guess, to talk shit. He does that at the end of the movie, right? Doesn't he just like doesn't doesn't the Matrix end with him just calling the Matrix to talk shit about it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then he flies away. I was not <laughs> pleased with that. Indeed. I was like, wait, this so we're so we're any movies now? Like, all right. Um, yeah. Peace. <laughs> nice. Low energy show today. Yeah, that was um, that was a low energy one. Doesn't matter. That was it's still quite good.